Hello and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I'm your host John and this week we are looking at Batman Bane. This is the follow-up from Legacy which if you remember last issue we left with Bane floating away on a bit of wood and in that series Raza Ghoul had tried to unleash a plague upon the entire of Gotham. This was written by Chuck Dixon and was illustrated by Rick Burchett who has illustrated Black Hawk, Batman, Justice League and can currently be found on She-Hulk and the all new adventures of Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold. It was released in May 1997 and it reached 55th in the pre-orders for May according to Comic Cry. It can be found cheaply on Amazon in trade paperback as well, I believe, as being in Batman vs. Bane, which was the trade paperback that DC released because of The Dark Knight Rises, featuring some of Batman's conflicts with Bane. So, is it going to be as good as Batman Legacy, or are we starting to get Bane fatigue, because he's been around for quite a while? Let's find out as we delve into Batman Bane. Bane, I'm pleased you remember me, Mr. Wayne. It opens with a flashback to the end of Legacy, with Bane floating off and out of Batman's reach. And as Bane floats away, we see much more of his history. Bane awakes to see a giant floating nuclear plant pass by. He easily takes over the ship and tells the first mate to change course to pick up some of his friends. It turns out that these friends are members of the League of Assassins. Bane kills the leader and they decide to head to Bloodhaven for repairs. This will then fool the Coast Guard and they are the, would be able to sneak onto Gotham and destroy it. During the voyage, Bane dreams of Talia who stabs him in the back and says that she prefers Batman, further cementing his hatred for the masked vigilante. Somehow Nightwing is at the harbour and he sees the super tanker take out the Coast Guard boat that approaches with a missile launcher. So he gets on board and recognises Bane. Nightwing tries to take Bane on but is easily outmatched and captured. Bane enters Gotham and issues a ransom demand. This draws the attention of Batman and Robin who arrive and sneak on board to prevent Bane detonating the platform and causing a nuclear explosion. The first mate, who we discover is called Erica, visits Nightwing and feeds him. But she is disturbed and she heads out to avoid trouble with the guards. Dick, however, keeps a straw from the drink which he uses to escape. Meanwhile, Batman and Robin arrive on board. Batman orders Robin to get to the lower decks to defuse the bombs that Bane has placed on board to make sure that the ship will sink. Meanwhile, Erica returns to try and free Nightwing, where she encounters Batman and Robin. She explains that Nightwing is on board, with Batman deciding to find Nightwing, while Robin, now helped by Erica, is told to carry on with his mission. Nightwing, it transpires, has returned to take out Bane, who once again beats the living daylight out of him, only for Batman to arrive and take over the fight. Batman and Bane fight throughout the ship, with Batman clearly having the upper hand. Whilst this is happening, Robert and Erica start to take out all of the bombs, 
but are discovered and escape only with the help of Nightwing. However, they discover that all the bombs are wired to a detonator, and the League of Assassins have exposed the core, ready for its exposure to seawater. Whilst all this is happening, Batman and Bane carry on fighting, with Bane grabbing a rocket launcher in an attempt to flood the core by punching a hole in the side of the ship. Batman prevents him by knocking the rocket launcher down, and it traps Bane, who disappears in a massive explosion. However, Batman believes he is not dead, and the issue ends with Bane's mask floating on the sea, whilst Bane arrives on a beach, steals a car, and drives it off. So, in review, I really wanted to like this issue, but to be honest, I'm pretty indifferent to it. It wasn't that it's terrible, it's just not a classic, and I don't think it will really stick around in my mind much longer than it has to until it's pushed out by something else. Chuck Dixon, for me, wasn't as spellbinding in this issue as he has been in a lot of other stuff. He hits a really average spot here and often states the obvious. For example, there's a scene where Robin releases some steam into a room by cracking a pipe. And the bad guy says, where did they go? I cannot see. Which is kind of obvious. In a room full of steam. And it's, to be honest, a bit unnecessary. I didn't feel that he didn't manage to capture the characters, because he does, and he always seems to be able to. But I just didn't feel like I was being drawn along by the story. I didn't feel like the plot was engaging me. And... It seemed really stupid as well. I know comic books aren't designed to be super accurate. Um, I mean, come on, a guy can put on a pair of glasses and nobody knows that he's Superman. But really, a floating nuclear power plant? Floating on the sea. Because that's what you want, isn't it? If that thing capsizes, there is a massive nuclear explosion. That's not a good thing, or an intelligent thing to do either. It's just a really bizarre decision, even in the comic book world, where we have seen some odd choices. And, to be honest, I'm kind of feeling the Bane fatigue. Now, maybe it is partly because of the Dark Knight Rises. Bane has been everywhere. They've re-released books and everything like that, but... I kind of felt that this wasn't necessary. This is another Catwoman wheels of plague. It was an unnecessary storyline that we didn't really need at the end of the day. We could have had an exposition next time Bane shows up. Rick Burchett was generally good with his art. I didn't find anything particularly wrong. It could be inconsistent at times. For example, Nightwing appears to snap somebody in half. And when Nightwing, Robin and Erica turn up at the core, both Nightwing and Robin can look directly at the core, but Erica can't. Which is fair enough, you could explain it away with special lenses. However, in the next scene, she appears to be staring directly into the core, which I don't quite understand. Also, in another scene, Nightwing just appears to be casually leaning. I don't know why he's casually leaning on the glass, but he is. He's just resting. I think, to be honest, it's an okay issue. You can pick it up quite cheaply on the 
internet, like I said, at Amazon, it's there. I'd give it 3 out of 5 batarangs, and to be honest, unless you're desperate for it, I wouldn't really bother buying it. I know it fills the gap in, and I know the Bane fans will be on my back for it, but I think there are better Bane comics out there. So that's my review of Bane. Next episode, we will be looking at Black Canary, Oracle, Birds of Prey. So join me for that episode next time, and I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Thanks for listening.